yeah, that's what people want. People want flexibility. Um, they want user experience and a way to eliminate the low hanging fruit heavy lift or the heavy lift of the low hanging fruit. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, if last year has taught us anything, it's that the need to hire talent is critical and the way we do it can be confusing and take too much time. So that's why I'm excited to tell you about our partners, Jazz HR. At Jazz HR, you can utilize their applicant tracking system to conquer so many important things that you need to do in recruiting. You can source great talent on their platform. You can involve key decision-making members of your team to get decisions accomplished quicker. And you can hire the best fit. So Jazz HR right now is offering a demo to any of our listeners of the While We Were Working show. If you want to experience hassle-free hiring, click the link in the notes, sign up for a free demo, and let the team at Jazz HR tell you how you can create better hiring outcomes with their technology. All right, let's get back into the show. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into this episode of While We Were Working. I'm Joey Price, the founder of Jumpstart HR. And as always, this show is going to help you be a better leader of your small business or your small team. This week, we want to tackle the very interesting topic of the four-hour work week and is it attainable in your organization, as well as some of the HR tech trends that your team should implement if you're not doing so already. So without further ado, let's jump into our first segment called While We Were Working. And While We Were Working is where we cover news articles or something of note, something that's trending that you may not have paid attention to. That's right, while you were working. So leave it to us, the team at Jumpstart, to focus on the topics that are impacting people, operations, and human resources and recruiting all across the country and even globally for your benefit so that you can digest the article and key takeaways here on our pod, and then go and get practical actions to help improve your team. So this one that I want to share is actually from the Gulf Times, which is a subsidiary of Bloomberg. And in Gulf Times, you know, I shared this on my LinkedIn page, and it's probably gotten the most activity on my site in a very long time because the headline is Dubai restaurant implements four day work week for employees. And this is super, super critical to pay attention to. By the way, I want to shout out the author of this article, if I can find it. I know I mentioned that this is from the Dubai, sorry, the Gulf Times. 
I don't see an, an author, but if you click the link in our show notes, you'll be able to see the article in full. Again, it's called Dubai Restaurant Influence Four-Day Workweek for Employees. The thing that stood out to me is just the fact that I think in this um, pandemic society or post-pandemic society, wherever you believe we are right now, we have forgotten the essential workers and shift workers. And we've forgotten the fact that they desire work-life balance just like anyone else. And it's not, they have not opted out of that desire because of their profession. But I think that we can make that a reality for uh, shift workers and for those who are our essential workers in hospitality and retail if we orient ourselves the right way. And I'll unpack what that means in a little bit. But there's a, a quote here from someone from the restaurant's operations team. And by the way, if you want to know the name of the restaurant, it's LPM Restaurant and Bar Dubai. So if you go over there, um, make sure that you you go to the restaurant, check them out. Apparently, it's a, a place that a lot of bankers like to go to. But um, the LPM Restaurant and Bar formerly known as La Petite Maison, um, says servers, cooks, and other staff members will take on longer shifts on two days and have three days off per week at both of its branches in the United Arab Emirates. All right, so what is the quote that stood out to me? Um, someone from their operations team said, in an era when everyone is talking about work-life balance, I can assure you that the hospitality industry was never known to tick the boxes. So that's a powerful quote, and I'll read it again. In an era when everyone is talking about work-life balance, I can assure you that the hospitality industry was never known to tick the boxes. This article is important because it, it got my brain thinking about, you know, well, what is it? Why do we not have... Uh, four-day work weeks for the hospitality industry and why is that not a thing I could imagine and I would argue that shifting to a four-day work week could put some small businesses could put some of those in the hospitality arena um, into a much better position for staff engagement for retention for schedule predictability for recruitment if you were able to say hey Get three days off that are predictable and set your shifts up in a way that work best for your schedule. There are technology tools out there that allow you to uh, automate and empower team members to navigate their own um, shift selection. So what's what's really holding us back? I think that the um, the nature of, of hospitality and leaning towards Sort of, I guess, you know, um, the tip model, uh, part-time workers, hourly workers, that tends to hold people back um, from making the shift to maybe even salaried servers or salaried frontline or salaried bar uh, workers. Um, but, but, you know, this is the year that we could ask ourselves, is that most beneficial from an operational standpoint? especially when we think about the hospitality industry having notoriously high 
turnover rates um, and needing to recruit at a faster clip than maybe some other industries out there that definitely a have lower uh, unemployment rates and um, also lower turnover rates as well. I'm rooting for this group over at uh, LPM and uh, I hope to see that this is a positive trial run, positive experiment. Uh, so I wish them the best. Um, if you're listening to this and you want to know how to incorporate a four day work week uh, into your into your business, um, you've got to think big picture. You've got to think about what are your outcomes that you produce as a business. Can that be done by reorganizing the schedule? Are there any skills or abilities that you might need to cross train people on or hire for so that people can flexibly have a four day work week? Uh, and then what does that look like from a compliance standpoint? So are you running the risk of, let's say in California, if you do overtime there, it's based on the first minute after the eighth hour in a day. So it may be less practical or less cost beneficial for a place like California to implement a 10 day work week, but uh, sorry, not a 10 day work week, but a 10 day, a 10 hour work day. But don't let that stop you from attempting to pursue something that is beneficial for your team that could reduce the turnover, that could improve engagement, that could improve uh, consistency across operations and uh, give your team members more flexibility in their um in their life week. I mean, we call it a work week because that's what we do mostly, uh, but their life week, um, give them flexibility uh, to maybe work full-time and take some in-person classes or work full-time and be a part-time caregiver for their children or family members, elderly family members. This is a year where I said we we should be pursuing health. Um, and so if it's healthy for your team to have a four day work week, I think you should give it a try. Here at Jumpstart, we don't have a four day work week necessarily. We have unlimited PTO as well as um, a heavily asynchronous schedule. So uh, what I mean by asynchronous is that employees here are able to work their own hours, but of course, make themselves available for client meetings and responding to things in a timely fashion. But if they choose to work at Monday, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. and then take time off because they want to go to a fitness class or do whatever the case may be, you know, it's a, it's a reality. So I do hope that this is the, the time where we evaluate what works best for our teams and, um, and put it into play. Another good quote from the article here is just to, to the stat, the statistics of um, what happened in the UK when the UK adopted uh, a shortened work week. It says here that in the UK, 88% of companies that tried out the shortened week last year said the new schedule worked well. So that's 88% of firms that had never tried it before, giving it a try and it landing well with their employees, their operations, and their customers. So are you going to try a four day work week in your organization? 
Does that seem like something that could be a good fit? If so, let me know. Would love to hear about it. And if your company is one that wants to work through it and uh, navigate that, but need a little bit of help understanding the bigger picture of how to make it happen, reach out to us at uh, hello at jumpstart-hr.com or uh, you know, go on our website and schedule time to get a free 15-minute consultation with me. I'd be more than happy to uh, help you paint the picture of what it could look like for your team to have that four-day work week and share some of the uh, success stories that we have of moving teams to a four-day work week to unlimited PTO, so on and so forth. So uh, that's this segment of while we were working. So let's go ahead and jump into Consultants Corner. Consultants Corner is brought to you by Jumpstart HR. We are an HR services firm that work with small businesses and startups all across the U.S. We provide recruiting, human resources, disc coaching, and one-day intensives for CEOs and startup founders who want to be better about building the, the business of their dreams that people actually want to follow. All right, so um, I wanted to take a look at some of the HR tech trends that you should be utilizing if you aren't already. And um, before I do that, though, just wanted to close the loop. If you are looking for services in this new year, go ahead and check us out at jumpstart-hr.com where you'll be able to book time with a consultant and learn more about our services and how we can build a plan to help you in this new year. All right, so just kind of free flowing here, talk about some trends that I've seen and um, not primarily speaking from a technology standpoint, but really thinking through some feedback and comments that we've gotten uh, over this past year about working in different locations and um, what are some of the hindrances. But first of all, I think it's important to think through like, well, why do we use HR tech in the first place? What is the importance of HR technology? It's not just to uh, make a lighter load for your HR professionals or um, you know your HR partners, but it's also to improve the employee experience because a lot of the tools these days allow for um, self-service, allow for better visualization of data, allows for a better um, user experience, um, allows for better collaboration. So these are some of the reasons why you would want to improve your HR tech stack. It's not just about, um, you know, the common thing back in the day was, well, we're only implementing this technology to make HR's life easier. It's not helping anybody else. That was a lie back then, and it's definitely a lie now. Uh, so if you think that HR technology only improves the experience of those who do HR in your organization, um, think again. So we use HR technology to improve HR experience, to improve employee experience, to reduce our expense towards um, labor, right? So if you have technology that's doing labor for you, then your teams can go back to the uh, work that they are uh, gifted at and have a sweet spot in. And then another is... Um, you increase your HR tech stack so that you can attract uh, people who are used to this changing landscape of improved technology. So what I would say is the 
big thing that I hear workers want is flexibility. Um, workers want flexibility. They want to be able to work from any location, but they also want the flexibility to access work from mobile devices, from tablets, wherever, wherever they are, they want to be able to have access to their work. And they're not necessarily saying, uh, we want to work more hours, long hours, uh, and, and give more to the company. But what they are saying is, if you have us on a tool that is only accessible from a desktop or a laptop, it makes it harder to be effective because I utilize a tablet or I utilize an, a mobile device. And if there isn't a supporting app or mobile native uh, system for the tool that you're utilizing, then it is, uh, it's not a good idea to continue that tool. So, so there's flexibility. Um, so what are some of the options out there? I mentioned first, um, having a tool that is mobile friendly, a tool that's been, I would call it appified, uh, so that it has an app, something with, um, integration into the tools that you're already using. So for example, something that integrates into your email suite, something that integrates into your, uh, communication suite. These are some of the things that people are looking for when they say flexibility, because it's easier to, you know, for example, we have a sales prospecting tool, right? That integrates into our Slack channels. And so anytime someone opens a document through that tool, it lets us know through a bot that somebody's taking a look. So that allows us, you know, the flexibility of not having to log into that app uh, every hour on the hour we can be proactively notified when someone when someone logs in and uh, looks at a document, takes action on a document. Uh, so it's super super helpful. So people want people want flexibility. The other thing that people want from from their work and from the HR tech stack is a great user experience. This is seen from um, you know intuitive chatbots that make the uh, experience easy to navigate and you almost don't feel like, well, it's, two, it's twofold. You don't feel like you're talking to a bot, but also at the same time, you know you're talking to a bot, but the bot is able to take you to the answer that you need or help you resolve the solution that you need. Gone are the days of bots just being message takers, but really connecting you to solutions. So whether that's a wiki, whether that's a um, place for people to log in, whether it can generate answers from the employee's data, these are the things that people are looking for when they want a great user experience with a, with a bot, but then also a great user experience from the standpoint of maybe even having training in place in your organization so that your company not only rolls out a tool but your team feels comfortable using that tool to the best of their abilities. And I think another thing that people are looking for from HR Tech this year is for tools to do the heavy lift of low-hanging fruit. And so I, I guess I should coin that phrase, the heavy lift of low-hanging fruit, because so much of your job, if you do not have updated HR Tech, whether you are the HR pro, whether you're a hiring manager, whether you are a hiring stakeholder, um, 
there's so many manual things that go into uh, recruitment, as an example, or payroll, as an example, or performance management, as an example. So uh, the heavy lift of low-hanging fruit can be done by tools that are able to um, populate templates, customize um, solutions, score candidates based on um, rankings that you might have, automate follow-up. Uh, all these sorts of things help with the heavy lift of low-hanging fruit in your organization. And if you were to think about, you know, what you pay your team versus the fixed cost of a solution that you would want to implement, it really makes so much sense to adopt these tools because then you're able to reallocate your spend from the heavy lift of low-hanging fruit to the heavier lift of knowledge work, of deep work, of all of these sorts of things that play a role in um, carrying out uh, business in this agile economy. So yeah, that's what people want. People want flexibility. Um, they want user experience and a way to eliminate the low hanging fruit heavy lift or the heavy lift of the low hanging fruit. So um, if you need help in identifying a tech stack that works for your business, by all means, reach out to us. We uh, are in many of the tools. We can recommend some. Uh, we have part, a list of partners that we've already vetted and are great to utilize. So definitely check out our website and uh, keep tuning in to more episodes of While We Were Working so that you can learn more from Consultants Corner about the good, bad, and ugly of life as a uh, consultant in the small business HR space so that you can learn from our experience and be a better leader of your business or a better leader of your team. All right, until next time, it's been Joey Price, and thank you for tuning into this episode of While We Were Working. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Got more questions? Then make sure you check out whilewewereworking.com for more tips and resources. Or shoot us a message on social media. See you next week.